August 13th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're up to Perik Yotet. In the middle of it, it's Bivei Ur Chelkeah Hasidut. And if you recall, Mesilat Yesharim Ramchal <coughs> has been developing and describing to us uh, the concept, the idea of being Mahader Mitzvah. <coughs> it's about giving the appropriate Kabod to a Mitzvah, which a person might wrongfully say to themselves, uh, how necessary is that to go above and beyond in the fulfillment of the mitzvah? After all, it's wrongful thought a person might say to themselves that I need to do something more for God. After all, if he commanded this by me doing more, by me beautifying the mitzvah, by me preparing for the mitzvah, I'm submitting to the fact or implying through my actions that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs this. Well, that's not so. He, he demanded of me, he requested of me X, I should be doing X. If I'm turning to a human being, I need to go above and beyond because I need to impress them. I need to show them my care, my respect. He doesn't need that, and as a result, perhaps I shouldn't be involved in that. Maybe it's specifically inappropriate for me to be mehader, for me to be mechabed, the kavod, in preparation for the mitzvot. Ramhal, Ramhal, yes, we, we, we applied kain last week, right? Ramhal said that's a mistake. He said the vision for human beings in a relationship with God needs to be necessarily, because we are human beings, this is the way we articulated it, um, it has to be uh, built with the paradigm, with the diagram of a human interaction. Not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is chas v'shalom in any way human, but rather for ourselves to appreciate a relationship, we need to see it through the prism, through the lenses of human beings. And as a result, and we're going to read that specific reference in the Gemara in Masechet Shabbat in just a moment, as a result, to realize from my own end, for my own growth, from my own affiliation with God in this relationship, I need to the same way I would to a human being, yes, knowingly and realizing that God doesn't need this, extend myself further, because that by definition is how I extend myself, how I build my relationships with others. I build it with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that way as well. Ramchal, as a result, speaks a lot in this uh, section about how the hachamim extol, how they speak very highly about being mechabed, about preparing for Shabbat, how they speak about being mehader, we read last week. So if you'll read together with me, v'hine b'chlal ze yesh kevod ha-shabbatot v'yamim tobim. Included in this concept, in this idea, and again, it all emanates from yirat ha-romimut, from that fear, which is one of awe, and uh, one of uh, realizing the majesty and the greatness of God, he says included in that is the kavod, is the respect, the honor which is given to, and as we mentioned last week, Gaon Mivilna, reading the words of Harambam and others, suggests that kabod, and we'll see the Gemara, is specifically the preparation for it. So kabod for Shabbat and Yom Tov means I've prepared appropriately mindset and body for this day. Shekol a person who's marbe, a person who who does a lot, who adds and uh, and is 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 fully committed to kavod, to that uh, honoring of the Shabbat. Such an individual is after all, that's what the Pasuk says in Yeshayahu, Vechibadeto, Vekevan Shekvaritamet, Lanu, Shekhevodo, Mitzvah, Hine Mineha Kavod Rabimhe. 
says Ramchal, once I've established, once I've set forth for you, and this we kind of teased out last week as well, that the concept of kavod, the concept of hidur, is part and parcel with the mitzvah, you have to now realize that lends room, that opens the opportunity for creativity in the context of mitzvot. I can now, by definition, inject myself. I can now say, this is my portion in it. Whereas the Torah describes objectively, just black on white, this is what you should do, this is what you may not do. Kavod and Hidur means, well, how do I fulfill this? What's my personal involvement? Which again, in relationships, is what, to a certain extent, it's all about. It's not the mechanical actions, it's what I inject to it. Kavod and Hidur give that opportunity. That's what he means with these words. There are many ways of being mechabed. Any action which would show the status, the distinguished status of Shabbat, were mandated to do so. For that reason, that the Hakmeha Talmud were involved each person, and the Talmud goes through in painstaking detail in their own way for preparation of Shabbat. He's going to detail from the Gemara how some rabbis would prepare the uh, salting of the animal, others would prepare the fish, some would prepare the wicks of the of the candles, and so forth. In other words, each one of them, the Gemara is purposefully uh, demonstrating and showing us Kavod gives the opportunity for you to be an individual in your appreciation of this mitzvah. If you're preparing for Shabbat in such a fashion, that's the way to do it appropriately. You see, it's along the same lines, but kavod, we oftentimes, for good reason, couple with onig. And as we mentioned last week, kavod is what you do in preparation. Onig is what you do in the enjoyment of the day. And the Gemara Masechet Shabbat Daf Kofiot Chet says that any person who's me'aneg Shabbat in the appropriate fashion, he's given nahala belim misarim. That's the lashon of the Gemara. He's given an inheritance without any borders or boundaries. And the understanding that I always had in that respect is it's a midah kineg. If you're able to tap into a time to appreciate a Shabbat experience in which I'm not per se set in my regular experience during the week, but I turn this into something unique, into something that's dedicated to a being beyond myself, to an experience greater than myself, well, that's extending myself. Nahala beli mesarim means as well. If you've gone lifni mishurat adin, if you've gone beyond yourself into experiencing and realizing what this day is about, your reward, so to speak, is an inheritance which is boundless as well. So the words of the hachamim, the description is very purposeful. Kabod, oneg, is about realizing a relationship. The reciprocal activity in turn is about extending, so to speak, himself to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara, as Ramchal will uh, detail now, says how many rabbis did different things. Okay, so we have many descriptions of all sorts of activities, some of which 
Rabbi specifically said, others of which uh, the Gemara gets into, uh, the lighting of the candles and the cutting of the uh, vegetables and so forth. And then lastly, for our purposes, Ram Hal sides, Rav Nachman Mechatif Ve'ayil Mechatif Nevenafik. We mentioned this one last week, um, and it's Rav Nachman would Mechatif Ketefayim means your shoulders. He would be putting things on his shoulders, entering into the home and leaving the home. In other words, his preparation for Shabbat was so purposeful that he was active in moving things around. Every Erev Shabbat, he kind of demonstrated with his body, I'm going in, I'm going out, I'm moving things in and out. And he would say, Amar, if my rabbis, if the rabbis of the period were here, would I not be physically demonstrating my preparation for them in carrying things in and out of the home, preparing the space for them? Now says Ramchal, pay attention to those words. The Gemara doesn't just cite the fact that he was preparing like the others. It tells you his words as he did so. He was purposeful in describing what's my mindset. Listen to the connection that Rav Nachman made. We can learn from that. Again, instead of just saying, this is my honor for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he brought a Hekesh from Basar Vadam. He determined, he determined this relationship based on how he would honor others. That's a very significant line. That's to a large extent what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Although HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need that honor from you, but the honor is determined by your vision of a relationship. So Rav Nachman would say, I'm honoring God the same way I would honor others. It's Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai on his deathbed in a different sense, but when he turned to his students and he said, if only you can have if only you could fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu like you fear human beings. In other words, the ability to be magshim, to actualize in your life this relationship, the presence of God, can and must be necessarily for human beings put into the concrete. But God is kol yachol. But God is hakol bakol mikol kol. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is above and beyond any fathomable expression. Instead, says Rav Nachman, explains Ramchal, for us as human beings, if you're going to associate, you need to find something concrete. You need to find a way to be makish. I would do this for a human being. I now understand my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in such a fashion as well. It's as a result, listen, I mean, he's going to detail, but we know much, much of this in terms of our own activities. The way we honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the context of tefillah as well is not per se the prescribed biblical vision. It's the way, and it's the way Harambam says it explicitly, we would honor human beings who are dignified and above and beyond the regular class and societal standing. In other words, we're turning our Kadosh Baruch Hu and we're saying, I need to, as a human being, appreciate you through the prism of humanity. Rav Nachman was looking, he was pondering, and that's what he would in turn do for Shabbat, exactly what he would do for a human being. It's what a person should be sly, conniving with regards to Yira. Fear and awe of heaven. One second. What do you mean conniving and fearful? Sounds like the Nahashi was the Arum. Arum, if you're doing it to yourself, so to speak, 
You're cunning with regards to your relationship. He's so unexpressible, so far and distant from my imagination. So find cunning ways to connect to him. What the Gemara is suggesting, explains Ramchal, says Mesilat Yesharim, is that we appropriate human interactions and relationships and honors which we would purposefully and knowingly give to others and send that in the direction of HaKadosh Baruch Asher, Alken, Kol Misheyit Yahes Lo, Yehiyen Ikhbad Aleno Kavod Gadol, Vekevan Shuit Barak Betubo HaGadol, Im Kol Shifluteno Ratsa Be'an Vato Lahalok Lano Kavod, Volimsor Lano Divrei Kedushato, Lefahot Bechol Koheno Nechabedam, Venare Haikar Asher Lahem Esleno HaKadosh Baruch Hu has afforded us, has awarded us with the mitzvah we in turn can use them as a vehicle, as a mechanism to a relationship which is determined by that yirat haromemut v'tereshezoti hayirah haamitit shiyirat haromemut shezachanu shebah talui hakabod hamitkarev el chibuv haahava ukmosh katavnu ukmosh nichtov mebiod besiyatad ishmaya mashen ken yirat haone sheena haikarit veen maalot hamidot ha'elle nimshachot hemena. What Mesilat Yisharim does explain to us over here is that to a certain extent yirat haromemut in contrast to Yirat Ha'onesh is connected closer to what we call Ahava. And let's just quickly review these terms so you understand and appreciate what he's saying. You see, Yirat Ha'onesh, and I'm articulating this specifically the way this commentary and this Mesilat Yisharim and the Perush Eit La'asot has it. He says, Yirat Ha'onesh is when we fear something external. I fear the punishment for doing wrong. That's something external which is affecting me. It doesn't cause me to extend myself. I know that if I overextend myself, I'll be punished. I know that if I step out of line, I'll be slammed. As a result, I walk in the straight line timidly, appropriately, hesitant with all of my actions. That's Yerata Onesh. That's fear of retribution, of punishment. Yerata Romemut, which we've been discussing, which we've been describing, which is defined by the grandeur, the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Look at who he is. How could I not in turn respect and honor and extend myself to him? It's quite the opposite. That's something that starts internally. I realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in this world, in my life, that causes, by definition, my own self to come out and greet him. That's why Mesilat Yesharim says that Yerat HaRomimut is connected to Ahava. Ahava, which by definition is about the thought on the other, the extension to the other. As a matter of fact, some of the Ba'alei Musar point out that the Hav of Ahava, Yahavinan we have in Aramaic. Hav means to give. Ahava, is Mesirut Nefesh, is Kiddush Hashem, which is giving up your life, as Rabbi Akiva, we know, um, gave up his life with those words, Ve'ahavta, Ahavat Hashem, with my whole soul soul and heart, etc. Which means to say that the only way or the most appropriate way to come to that love expressed by extending myself to another is not by fear of the other because of what they might do to me, but it's rather that awe of the other because they're so special because they're so unique. I turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the words of Harambam again in Hilchot Yisodei HaTorah, in which he says, look at the world, be overwhelmed by the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, rush toward him, and then realize, but wait a second, 
Look at how grand and how great he is. Be jolted backward. And then in turn again, start moving forward again. It's this constant back and forth with regards to love and awe. But if it's yirata onish, if it's a lower level fear of heaven, you're not going to easily make your way to ahavas as misilat yesharim. Truth is, <clears throat> I've more than once wondered, and several of the Mefarshim touch on this in some way or another, if that's uh, connected to the statement of Antignos Yishtocho in Masechet Avot. Because Antignos Yishtocho, of course, says that you shouldn't be Meshameshet Arav Almenat Lekabel Peras, Ela Almenat Shelo Lekabel Peras. He says you're supposed to worship, you're supposed to service HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not on condition to be rewarded, but rather on condition to not be rewarded. Says Harambam in his commentary there, says Harambam in Echote Shubah. He says that's the expression of Ahavat Hashem. Ahavat Hashem means I don't expect something. I extend myself entirely and fully to Him. It's a dedication, a devotion, a mindful connection. But then the final words of Antignosis Soho are Vihi mora shamayim alechem. And the fear of heaven should be upon you. It doesn't sound right. Something's off. He just told you have ahava. He just told you extend yourself to Akadosh Baruch Do it. And then he concludes, I hear you, Musa. And then he concludes, but have the fear of heaven upon you. Says Musa, he's speaking practically. He's speaking base level. He says to you, listen, you want to get to ahava? 100%. In the meantime, work on your yira. As you want to love, you want to be devoted to this being of this great mission. But start with uh, Yerat Ha'onish. Start and realize that this is a base, base level dedication. That's how I, I do believe that might be the most simple interpretation. Maybe Misilat Yesharim will suggest something alternative, uh, alternative. Maybe his vision is that Yira, which he's referring to, is Yerat Ha'onish. The way in which I get to the love, the devotion, the dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not through per se Yerat Ha'onish, fear of punishment. It's through Yerat Ha'onish. Can you imagine who he is? Alechem, he says to them, you want to come to, uh, you want to come to Al Menachelol Kabil Peras? Realize who you're dealing with. Realize who you're speaking with. Realize who you're walking with. Realize his greatness, his grandeur, all that he's done, all that he is. That might be the interpretation. I, I just, again, let's just quickly, briefly uh, summarize what Mesilat Yesharim then has, has, has brought together for us. The concept of kabod, last week the concept of hidur, are expressions again of yirata romimut. You understand the greatness of Akadosh Baruch Hu, actualize it in your life through preparing for, through involvement in, so that your relationship is enhanced. He will in a moment or two go on to just, well, let's read it and, and, and understand another dimension of this, a further dimension. Writes Ramcha, let's go back to the concept of Shabbat. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Afkof Yotet, as a continued description of the Kabod, Rav says, Rav Anan Lavish Gunda. He would wear gunda, Rav Anan. What's that? Dahainu. Shehaya lovesh bered shahor be'ayr of Shabbat. Kadesh yanikar yoter kevot Shabbat bilovsho bo be'chadim na'im. So as Mishalat Yesharim interpreting the Gemara, he says, what was it that Rav Anan wore on Friday? Specifically dark clothing. Because on Shabbat he'd wear the white clothing, which expressed something in terms of the higher status, elevated, sacred nature of the day. Specifically, listen to this to distinguish between Hol and Shabbat, he'd wear dark clothing on Friday. 
‫אז מסילת ישרים נמצא ‫שלא לבד ההכנה לשבת ומכלל הכבוד, ‫אלא אפילו ההיעדר ‫שמכוחו ייבחן יותר מציאות הכבוד, ‫גם הוא בכלל המצווה. ‫הוא אומר, ‫זה לא רק פרפרינג, ‫קוטינג הווג'טבולס, ‫פרפרינג הקנדלס, ‫מקינג הפוד שזה כבוד, ‫זה גם אבסטיינג. ‫זה גם עושים דברים ‫לפני שבת. Don't wear the white clothing on Friday. וכן אסרו לקבוע סעודה בערב שבת מפני כבוד השבת. וכן כל כך יוצא בזה. He furthermore suggests מסילת ישרים. That's why you're not supposed to have a full meal uh, late in the day on Friday. Why not? He suggests כבוד שבת. You distinguish between before and after. Now there are different interpretations to this, to be certain. There's uh, one, one interpretation amongst the post scheme, the reason you don't have that meal is because you're going to be dedicated to preparing the meal on Friday as opposed to on Shabbat. There's another description that you're not going to be full for the meal on Shabbat. Says Mesilai Shalim, I have a new, a novel interpretation. Not that nobody else suggests this, but he says the reason there's that Isur, rabbinically speaking, to have a full meal late in the day on Friday is so that You distinguish, you separate between Friday and Shabbat. You have an understanding that kavod is through abstaining or is differentiating. You know, the Gaon Mi Vilna, Gra in Maaseh Rav, it records the fact, I've mentioned this more than once, that on Motza'e Pesach, he was makpid to make havdalah with beer. Why specifically with beer? To show over the course of the past several days, I wasn't just not eating hametz because heke, not eating hametz because it was Pesach. So my havdalah, although he would generally do it on wine, should now be the mavdil ben kodesh lechol, specifically on beer, which is hametz. The idea being that our opportunity to distinguish and to show separation is oftentimes what shows the greatness of uh, something that I'm zoning in on. The fact that I separated and distinguished between the weekdays and Shabbat was by definition an expression of my kabod for Shabbat. For me, there's something very, something very broad and, and, and great in this description. And maybe it could be, the point could be made even without this, but I think it's, it's accentuated further. And that is, there's an understanding in turn that my activities which could and maybe would be envisioned as whole, as uh, something which is devoid of any sanctity during the week, can, if done through the right prism, through the right lenses, be seen as a ma'aseh of Kodesh. By abstaining from eating on Friday, I'm doing a sacred act because I'm leading it for Shabbat. By wearing the black clothing on Friday, I'm doing something which finds Kiddushah in the whole by attaching it to the Kiddushah of Shabbat. It's, of course, the expression of Shammai HaZaken, as we learned in Masechet Betzan Dav Tetzayin, where he would, throughout the week, be finding the food and saying, the best animal is Lichvot Shabbat Kodesh. And then he'd find the next day another one. And so he'd slaughter that first one and eat it and dedicate the next one for Shabbat. He, in turn, was spending his whole week, says the Gemara, uh, thinking about and eating Lichvot Shabbat. Yeah, just more broadly speaking, the concept, I even spoke about it briefly on Shabbat morning, is one in which I find in my life not a compartmentalization, not an expression of I do this here and something else there, that I am one person here and another person there. In Knis, in Shi'ur, I'm dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In work and in uh, play, I'm otherwise. In my relationship at home, I have a certain honesty. In business, it's different. 
but rather it's all one and the same. It's expressions in different ways dedicated to the same vantage point, to the same vision. Uh, I mentioned it in the context of the Pasuk, the beginning of Parashat Re'em, Moshe Rabbeinu turns to the people, he says, he's talking about the Makom, which of course retrospectively we refer to as the Bet HaMikdash. He says, you'll find, you'll seek out the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and come there. Ramban Nachmani in his commentary to the Torah has two interpretations, but the first of which he says that we were never commanded first as to Makom HaMikdash. There was never a Nivua where the Mikdash was. We had to find it first. And my understanding of that is that Ramban Nachmani is saying as we entered Eris Kenan, as Eris Israel was beginning to be settled, we were looking around and purposefully finding the potential for sanctity, for Kedusha, in any and every place. It's a vision of non-compartmentalization, of synthesis, of saying the whole of the weekday can and will be transformed through my actions during the week to Kedushah. Yes, I'm linking it to Shabbat. Certainly as I walk through Eretz Kena'an, I'm searching for the Mikdash, I'm linking it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's an opportunity in anything and everything that I do. I once read, a, it's a very famous letter, but it's a, a very, it was very meaningful for me, and I, I, I don't mention it enough. It was a letter from Rav Hutner Zichron Olivracha to one of his students. Rav Hutner, if you know about him, was the Rosh Yeshiva, was the head of the Yeshiva of Chaim Berlin, that's on Avenue M in Coney Island. And uh, he had a student who graduated the school, the Yeshiva, and he wrote to Rav Hutner, and he, again, it's published in the Igerot Michtavim of Pachad Yitzchak, and he says to him, I feel like I'm living, the student writes to the rabbi, a double life. He said, you know, I had my Kiddushah expression and fulfillment in the Yeshiva. I even now study Torah and I pray diligently, but then I'm in the secular world. And then I'm a different person. I'm living a double life. Aren't I a phony? And so Rav Hunter responded to him and he gave him a mashal. He says, I'll tell you what a double life is and what's not a double life. He says, a double life is a person who owns one apartment, one home, and at the same time, every few nights, they go to a, a, a hotel. And so they're switching off rooms, not in the same apartment, in the same home, but from one home and then to the hotel. Double life. Strange thing to do. Heck yeah, that's what they decided to do. They're in their home tonight and in the hotel room tomorrow night. He says, contrast that with a person who has a two-bedroom apartment, a person who has a home with several rooms, and decides, tonight I'm going to sleep in the other room whatever reason. They decided that room is more exciting for me tonight. Is that a double life? That's not a double life. He calls that a broad life. And he calls that a life in which you've broadened your vision of where you sleep and where you envision yourself and live your life. In other words, to understand, said Rav Hutner, what it means to live a life of Kiddushah means to broaden the horizon. You're not only Kodesh when you're studying Torah. You're not only living Kiddushah on Shabbat. Everything that went into the preparation, everything that goes into involvement in it, the kabod that's dedicated to Shabbat and to anything that we do, that's part and parcel with that Kiddushah. That makes it a synthesized life in turn. The, the vision and the understanding as a result in, in this context is to realize and to understand that my Shabbat can be expressed throughout the week. The, div, the Torah, in fact, might even be hinting at that. The Torah doesn't just say, stop on the seventh. Every time you have Shabbat, it doesn't just say, Shabbat is Kodesh. It says, work six days and then be Shovet. Six days, as I understand it, are supposed to be part, uh, part of the package of Kedushah. Find the Shabbat throughout the week. 
I mentioned more than once that Rabbi Soloveitchik expressed once in one of his uh, Teshubah Derashot. He says, I've came to America and I was warned that Mehalalei Shabbat, left and right, you won't be able to get around it. He says, I didn't find as much Mehalalei Shabbat as I did those who are Shomer Shabbat, but aren't Erev Shabbat Shomrim, which means to say, yes, they experience Shabbat and they have Kedushah then, but what about the anticipation for Shabbat? What about the week which is envisioned as, my words, a Kodesh week? Instead, it's Hall, and then compartmentalized. Let me now jump into Kodesh. Says Mesilati Sharim, the significance of Kabod can and will be expressed through anything you do during the week if it's purposeful, wear the dark clothing and purposefully prepare for Shabbat on Friday. Realize that everything I do throughout the week can and should be the Shichnot I'm searching for you, Akadosh Baruch Hu. od kevod haTorah v'lomdeha. Says Mesilat Sharim, it's not only with regards to Shabbat and Yom Tov; it's kabot for all sorts of other matters. For example, Torah, those who study Torah, those who live lives of Torah, the ability to afford them the honor and it the honor. Says Mesilat Mesilashem u'behedya shaninu kol mechabed Torah gufo mechubad ala beriot ve'amruza ala al Rabbi Yochanan mipnei mazacha ahav lemalchut esrim u'shtayim shana lefishik bed Torah. We'll come back to all the examples next time, but it, to describe how Kabot HaTorah is described and understood as something which is of Ahav indeed. So let's go backwards to that example first. The Gemara Masech Sanedin Davkof Bet describes how Ahav was sent to by Melech Aram, I need everything of yours. What do I need of yours? Your children and your wives and your gold and your silver and your riches. And I need the Muhammad. I need the item which is most important to you. What's that Muhammad? What's that Muhammad uh, Einecha, the beloved thing in your eyes? Say the Hachamim, it was a description of Sefer Torah. That matter, Ahav, as the rabbis read it, said, that's where I draw the line. I'll give you the gold, the silver, even the women and the children, but not the Sefer Torah. In turn, say the Hachamim, Ahav ha. Rasha merited 22 years because he respected, he honored 22 letters of the Sifre Torah. I'll mention just as well, Mesilai Sharim doesn't bring this specifically, but he has several other examples of Kavod HaTorah Velomdeha. He's going to talk about Lomdeha. He's going to talk about those who study Torah and those who live lives of Torah. Harambam and Talmud Torah doesn't just list the laws of Torah, he lists as well to be Mechabed Lomdeha. It's part and parcel of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is the appropriate respect for those who study it and know it and live it it's the derasha in many places among them Masechet Pesachim and Davkaf Bet the Gemara says that Shimon Amsoni Amsoni they would doresh every et in the Torah every time the Torah uses the word et the Aleph Taf two letter word they had a derasha it's adding something else in it's explaining not just this but that as well until they came to the Pasuk of et Adonai Loecha Tira one of them, either whichever one it was, the Gemara is not certain. Shimon or Nehemiah Amsoni. Then they pulled back. They said, "I can't explain." Fear God. Who are we adding? You can add it anywhere else. It's coming to include this. What's the it? It's coming to include your older brother. I got it. When it comes to Torah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yirah, the awe, the fear of heaven, until Ad Shabbat Be'Akiva V'Darash It. 
the understanding in turn is a, is a pretty significant one. The understanding is one in which kabod can and will be expressed, and we'll have to tease this out next time, through not only HaKadosh Baruch Hu Be'atzmo, but again, as we've described until now, through this world, actualizing Yirat Hashem, finding Yirat HaRomemut, even through human beings, provided that, specifically, they embody that vision, that expression of uh, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Torah itself. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.